0: This podcast contains adult content, so if you've got little ears in the car, you may want to turn it down. We also go deep into the emotional, spiritual, and energetic worlds, so please open your hearts and proceed with care.
1: As soon as your outer vestments are in hand, I'm here. You and woo woo woo. That's what I'm saying. I'm ashamed of
0: it and that's who I am. Not fortunate today, the spirits are true. No, it's Yes, of course, Welcome to the WooBooverse. It's a deep dive into energy, self and soul awakening. Uh, I am one of the hosts. I'm Lee, And I'm Lynette. And we are both intuitives and we're energy workers and energy dealers and healers. And we're here to help you understand and navigate your energy system. And we are getting into the good stuff today. We're getting juicy. We're getting into everybody's favourite topics. We've um, so far been talking about energy within us and like tracking ourselves, going into ourselves, um, getting into our own energy systems. But today we're going, we're looking outside Mm. right and we are looking outside. We are getting (laughs) into sex. We are getting into money. We are getting Mm. into
1: creativity. Lynette, you love this stuff. (laughs) Well, it's it really is what makes the world go round. And as moment. readers, it's what a yeah. lot of people come to us about yeah. as well, isn't this it? This is These the topics. entry point usually. Um.
0: Look, we need to just put this <laughs> on the table that we have a producer in the room and there's been a lot of double entendres already. <laughs> I think there's just <laughs> going to be more of it as we go along. Play along uh, at home, guys. There's <laughs> definitely a drinking game in this somewhere.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, look, this so, is... Sorry, a... you were saying entry into us? Well, look, we? we're, we've sort of explored the foundation which is the base chakra and then we have started to look at how we create that to be stable and so we looked at order and support protection and grounding and then we started to go okay well within that we have to know who's the driver of the ship so we started to explore ourselves but as you move up the energy system, you get into what we call the navel chakra or the sacral chakra, which is all about how our energy engages with the physical world. And how we connect to the world around us and yeah. you know, figure and out if we're
0: safe and stable. Yeah,
1: and. it and it's an interesting chakra because... The way I describe it to people is it looks a bit like a sea anemone and it is a very, very reactive chakra. So it's the chakra that if you're in fear or you're not in a great place with something, you will immediately get the sense through your um, energy, through that chakra, right through
0: your body. The early warning system,
1: right? For issues of protection. Think about it as gut instinct. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nice way of saying it. So it basically picks up electrical source from things in the physical world so if i'm sitting on a bus and somebody not so great is sitting in front of me that chakra is going to try and tell me pretty quickly Mm -hmm. it equally though can be programmed obviously when you're little in a way where you get very normalized towards something that may not be great for you and this is where it becomes really interesting because say you've lived in a world of incredible intensity and chaos and you learnt to breathe normally in that environment, and you fed yourself every day and somehow stumbled your way through childhood, got to school, did pretty good. Maybe even went on to flourish in your career. When you sit on that bus next to somebody that is intense and chaotic and perhaps a little imbalanced, your chakra might just go, hey. I'm amongst friends here. Yeah, I feel comfortable here. Yeah, like feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, so we have this programming, I describe it as, in this chakra that might be configured in a way from very early stages that we've become a bit numb or scarred around and we have to kind of go back in there and have a look and go how much if that chakra actually is in balance and how much do I know about the way my energy reacts to things what's great for me what keeps me in true balance or what am I feeding off in a way Mm, because true balance feels really good but it's a very different good Mm.
0: to drama or, you know, there can be some really good feelings we have in this second chakra that aren't healthy, but my God, it's electric and it's exciting and I feel mm. alive, but mm. it's it's not, there's no base or foundation there. It's not stable. It's not healthy, but my God, does it feel good yeah. in the moment?
1: And we had this discussion because I said, oh, I really love that saying, you know, it doesn't light you up. But then somebody said to me, like a lot of things have light me, yeah. Yeah. lit me up and yeah. they haven't exactly been great. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's why does it spark joy is interesting because joy comes from the heart, mm. whereas oh, feeling a bit sparkly and tingly and electrified can come from that navel chakra and yet we do have to check in that what we have been programmed to feel is actually the best thing for us.
0: And I think it's also not just at the moment. Does it make me feel good in this exact moment? But when I think about what happened two days later, then how do I feel? Do I still feel good or do I feel ashamed? Do I feel sad? Do I feel used?
1: And last podcast we talked about the inner child and it sort of goes on from that a little bit because once you get to know your little person inside, you can check in and say, I know it sounds really crazy but you might be somewhere and you might think, oh, I wouldn't mind going home with him. But what you might do is take five minutes, go out, to the toilet or to the foyer and have a chat with your little girl and go, how comfortable do you feel about going home with him? The, Would you put a five-year-old in that situation? I just just as a little side, then mm. as doing this kind of work that we do and
0: leading these really switched on aware lives, you end up doing a lot of, I just I just need to go to, I'll be just, <laughs> just five gonna. minutes, just give me a second. So when I smoked a lot, that's when I'd be like, I'm just going to go outside and have a cigarette. Yeah. And what I'm actually doing, yeah, is having a conversation with my five-year-old, but I can't
1: really explain that to you
0: in a way that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and just call it a I cigarette. might just do some rubbing of the hands yeah. and holding my abdomen down low to see that all my energy is with me and that my little sea anemone of a chakra is feeling like it's strong before I make that decision. I really sure. like that that description
0: and that image of of putting your hands on your gut Mm -hmm. because again if we're talking gut Mm -hmm. instinct if we're talking deep Mm -hmm. intuitive connection to self actually placing hands on self helps you anchor
1: doesn't it it does and here is the other thing that if you've had a childhood that wasn't always stable in potentially one area physically there might have been no one home there wasn't always food on the table. Um, Emotionally, there was no one to soothe or ask you how you were. Maybe you didn't even notice if you were going through something. What happens is as we grow up is we know we need to get those things for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we activate that navel chakra to go, right. Well, I didn't have a home when I was little, so I am going out and I am working every single day and I'm going to make sure that happens so I never feel like that again. Or my father never looked at me. He never saw me as a woman. I am going out and making sure every man that reminds me of my father sees me. So you can see how when it comes from quite a primitive space Mm. that it translates into immediate physical acquirement and the work about how you're going to do that whereas as you become more aware you don't necessarily reach to satiate the hunger in the same way you develop an evolution around because physical world hunger really lives in this in this chakra
0: and in this part of our energy system how do we create an adult sense of balance
1: and get comfortable with like balance as opposed to drama There's actually, interestingly, two chakras in this area. So there's the navel chakra and underneath it, three fingers sort of below your belly button, is what is called the Dantian point. So it's a a chakra of duality and there's actually two chakra entry points in that area of their system. The Dantian point is where we're supposed to receive life and life force. So in acupuncture, you would put that needle into that point if you wanted to awaken or heal the lower aspects of the body. It can also be when some people's perception where the soul would enter the body for conception, it is where potentially the soul leaves the body when we pass or some aspects of a soul. So you can see it's an entry point for the universal force, but it's also the entry point where we meet into the earth physical form. So to have balance, you have to be able to balance yourself in relation to others, Mm -hmm. yourself in relation to energy coming in and energy going out. And if you look at things like money and creative power and relationships, intimacy, sex, it is about energetic exchange and creation and it can be as creative as it can be destructive. So it's a wild chakra. It's one that I think once you get to, you go whoa, I thought the inner child blew my mind and then all of a sudden you get to this chakra and you go, whoa, I've been making some unconsciously very primally driven choices based on things that I was hankering for for subconscious reasons and we've all had that
0: feeling at some point haven't we and maybe like taking money as the example maybe it's really clear there's no money in my bank account I can Mm. never get money in my Mm. bank account but maybe it's more that it doesn't matter how much money I spend I don't feel good I don't feel like I have enough I don't feel safe and secure and that's how you know you're out of balance
1: I think the misconception about money is that it equals life force and power Mm. and when we look at it in terms of authentic power we're thinking of it in terms of our faith our faith within ourselves our faith within our value in the world our faith to be of service or to contribute or to be connected it's more than just what money can get us or what money has in terms of value in in Mm. physical world it's more about the energetic value that we hold about ourselves that returns the energy back to us in forms of things or money or value or feeling worthy to hold it. Mm. So usually when you value your life force – you'll feel valuable within yourself to hold your financial charge. When you value your time, you'll charge appropriately for it. When you value the exchange between you and someone else, you'll keep good boundaries around those finances. It does tend to be around how we see ourselves in relation to The time, energy and connection to others that it seems to equate to that value Mm. in physical monetary terms. And I've actually read people who have won very large amounts of money. So this happens, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, And look, there's a couple of, they've done a few studies around this with energy. And sometimes what happens is immediately health ailments disappear that when the money comes in yeah Yeah. it's like suddenly you know the insurance payout happens or the the massive inheritance comes and things that were weighing people down just suddenly lift and then other times it's that there is a terrible fear that overtakes someone so a lot of the people I've read that got really quick large sums of money either got rid of it very quickly Or went into complete fear and lockdown and didn't want to change and basically got inertia around it.
0: And you hear the story of the person who wins the biggest lotto ever and five years later it's all gone and that's…
1: That statistically happens more
0: often than… Not And that's actually not being in balance around money and not knowing how to hold the security and the safety and the power of money.
1: So where do we learn that? Well, mm. again, we don't want to blame parenting for everything and it's not about that because as we get to a point where we're old enough, we can see what our youthful pattern was around balance, receiving, giving, being vulnerable, being loved, touched. Um, being told, hey, there's something inside of you and I'd love you to create it and put it to the outside because that's what creativity is, right? It's about letting your divine self be experienced by others on the outside through some kind of form. Was that indulged and welcomed in your life or was it just completely discounted? How we then choose to recreate that patterning is up to us. So it's often this is the chakra where there's often an incredible relearning. Mm. You get to take yourself out again and start, well, what if I was to date in consciousness? What if I was to have sex in consciousness? What if I was to see sexual energy as energy that I had to learn to understand and manage, creative energy the same, financial energy that it represented something more than just dollars in the bank. And they say
0: like with that famous Emily Dickens quote, the heart wants what the heart wants. And so yeah. sometimes we're like, well, what can I possibly do about it? The heart wants what the heart wants. Well, actually, no, get into your second chakra <laughs> and sort that little anemone out yeah. and see what it's wanting but what it actually needs and how they can be... Very different things. I went through a period where I just agreed I was going to um, just stop dating the people I was into. (laughs) I was like, mm. you know what, I'm not actually trusting who I'm attracted to at the mm. moment because mm. my my patterning was people who weren't interested in me. Mm. It's Like, oh, if you're not interested in me, then great, I'm interested mm. in you. Mm. Oh, you are super interested in me? Ew, mm. gross. You're disgusting. Not interested in mm. you. Must
1: be something wrong with you. Yeah, you, you're the weird one, <laughs> I don't aren't know you? your templates. Yeah. What are those chakras? And
0: I kind of mm. had to really stop and pull it all apart and go, well, that's an odd way to approach the world, isn't it? Mm. How about we try for a reset
1: here? My counsellor, beautiful Joan, used to say to me, if I lied 100 people up in the room, Lynette, you would choose, no matter what they looked like, the same configuration Mm -hmm. and it's because your chakras are immediately ignited by a certain pattern. And for a while I was furious that she would think that about me. Like, that's not true. And I tried. I tried dating outside my scope of what I had always gone for and what do you know different clothing different job same pattern Mm. and she started to say to me something like when you feel that electricity running through your body that is not chemistry Mm. that's fear and this chakra is ignited by fear. It's activated by fear because it's a protective chakra. What you've got to remember is that's its job to start with. So as soon as it comes in touch with a power dynamic or an external influence that is not great for you, it's going to send a little electric shock. Well, I was reading that as, wow, this is what, you know, like feelings of love are. So I was misinterpreting my electric shocks for love. Now, how many people are out there are doing it right and I remember now. thinking it right why didn't anyone tell me this before it took me till you know whatever age to get to a point where someone else could go I think you're misreading this and it's part
0: of the benefit of growing up and gaining wisdom and getting to know yourself and being able to step out of the drama of your teens and your 20s mm-hmm. and the power of healing your second mm-hmm. chakra and he-
1: doing this healing work in that chakra it, it massive massive. One of the things that happened to me was she said to me, when you feel that feeling, I want you to step away from it. That's the commitment from now on. Mm-hmm. I want you to step away from it, not lean into it. Lean in is a modern term. She didn't say lean in, but that's what she implied. And then what happened was I was like, yeah, sure, easy. And then, of course, Mister ignition turns up um, and I could not believe the power that that energy had over me. Mm. and i have a really beautiful girlfriend and she knows who she is out there she's she held my hands and she said you are not going there tonight that is not what you're doing you're not you're going to stay home you're going to cook yourself a good meal we're going to watch a movie you're not going The feeling in my body and mind, it was like she had taken something from Mm. me. But what was happening was I was sourcing energy from it. Yeah.
0: And so reprogramming where you get the energy from and how you receive the energy and what
1: you do with it can feel really hard. It's where the true... Um, withdrawal happens yeah yep. it's it's you know obviously there's physical and chemical withdrawal but the energetic withdrawal of something and anyone who's had to withdraw from a relationship of love and particularly if you've been connecting sexually and the energy's been exchanging through that chakra that it feels it's a tough come down almost the equivalent, oh my god it's a tough come down some drug withdrawal for sure So what's going on energetically when we're talking about withdrawal Mm. and balance? I think in some ways the foundation of us is lacking something. So then we've reached to the outside world, sex, drugs, food, you know, energy of someone else, a success high whatever it is to grab that energy almost to want to form a fullness or an identity exchange with it and then when it doesn't work out it kind of throws us into an existential crisis now what happens sometimes is we just keep reaching i'll just replace you i'll ring my ex-boyfriend or i'll grab that person's boyfriend and then i'll just start that all again and fill myself up and i have actually done this myself when i was younger and also watch young people do it still today where they'll break up with some or someone won't text them in the next ten seconds. They're texting someone else yeah. to try and get that. Yeah. They've got people on the go all the time, just so they don't feel that aloneness. And, and that, so they're constantly plugged into someone. Think of it as being plugged in. Yeah, and yeah. so when you have to unplug, it is oh, it it is like having to sit with your the true nature of yourself. And the trouble is, if you're completely disconnected from external source. So massive, beautiful energy coming down from the top of your field and your heart and then filling you up and then, I don't know, going for a swim in the ocean and walking and feeling the connectedness to everything. You're basically sitting in that disconnected state, waiting for someone to teach you how to reconnect yourself. And that reconnection process, I think, is so powerful it's it is again what a lot of 12-step groups are based on is that reconnective process with yourself with others and with something bigger than you and you don't have to have a definition that is the same of everyone else as what that bigger higher force is it's the god of your understanding but it is basically the concept that if you're lacking in that area and that foundation you're going to reach for something physically to fill a spiritual hunger
0: and I think even just recognizing it, like, again, if we want to talk 12-step kind of language is like admitting that you have the problem is the first step, right? Yeah. And that can be the one you can be like, why is everything blowing up? Why is it yeah. all falling apart? What's going on? To even be able to get to the point where you go, oh, that's why. Oh, yeah, that's me. That's me and my, my deep hungers and my attempting to sate myself through other people and through money and through creativity and through sex, even just getting to the point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to do something about this, that
1: already starts to realign your energy, doesn't it? Absolutely. And in our modern day age, the phone and the connection to social media Mm. has become another form of, you know, these things seem so simple but. I often say to people, do a bit of a test, put it down or change your patterning around it for 30 days. If you don't think you're plugged into it, it won't have any difference in your field. But I often take 30 days off Instagram or social media and... I can't believe the effect on my energy being mind and body. Mm -hmm. I'll always create something in that time. And the other thing is you kind of go crazy for the first few days, don't (laughs) you? Like, I've done this as well in the first few days. I don't even know myself. Yeah. And even if I don't post, maybe it's to look, Mm. the voyeuristic side of being connected. Okay. Yeah. What I find is by the end of the 30 days, when I'm thinking, okay, it's the day I can go back, I actually don't want to. And I think that says a lot about where the circuit has been using that particular energy. When I run my classes, I'll say, you know, choose anything that you feel like might be taking frequency from you, from that chakra. And I say to them, let's do a 30-day challenge and see where we're at by the end of it. And people struggle. Sometimes they have to put their TV cords away, give them to a friend. But it's not about you know can you do it it's about watch the change what do you in notice? your energy yep. because what happens is if you just rub your hands together now and place your hands over those chakras underneath your navel and over your navel and you hold it there you'll feel a feeling. as soon as it fills it starts going down your legs it increases the strength of the base chakra as soon as that's stronger it starts pulling energy in from the top when you want to manifest something you've got to be able to pull the energy Energy in and hold the base strong enough to have it but if you're leaking from your navel basically it makes manifestation very very difficult mm. and you know we talk about this over and over again because you did my class but recently I had one of my students who's done this a few times but she reached a creative block and she wrote to me and she said so it was all going really well and I I don't know I I'm at a block. And I said to her, okay, I just want you to have a quick check-in. Where might your energy been going that's not in balance, that might be numbing or, you know, taking power away from yourself? And she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then she said, oh, I had a sore back, so I started taking some mysindal. And I was like, oh, that's that's okay. Could it not be healed in any other way? Did you need – no, 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 we had a bit of a chat. Then she kind of talked to me about, oh, it's only been a few. We added up the sums and the days of the week. And I was like, um – that's a very high amount of mesindal a day actually and with not a very big break and she kind of went silent and she did the maths as well and it was clicking how much she'd been not coping at work getting to a block creatively and then she just started checking out at night anyway I said to her how do you feel obviously you need to check in medically to make sure it's okay but trying to take that out and um She did. And within two weeks, the amount of ideas that started coming in, it was like listening to an entire new vision. And again, She had layered it so thick with action and it's like this and oh my goodness, it all relates. Amazing. And this is the
0: power of, of understanding your own energy system. And so when you do get to the point where you're like, I'm stuck, what could it possibly be? I can't see what it is. Learning how, yeah, how to go deeper and going, oh, I've hidden that from myself. But I can't hide it from my energy. It absolutely knows what's going on, even if my conscious mind can't see it. And
1: there's so many ways we can be seduced on the planet. In fact, right, we're actually
0: wired. And they're all really fun. Yeah, they are
1: fun. And they feel good. They smell good. And they taste good. They're awesome. What do you mean I
0: just have to (laughs) meditate and that's actually what's better for me? Shut
1: up. God Well, I always say to people, it doesn't have to be like you take everything out and you're sitting in a room and you're listening to the oms, okay? Let's be realistic, people. Please, let's. So what I say is if you're going to take something out, you're not going to watch Netflix for three weeks. What can you give yourself that you're not giving yourself that is going to bring you some feeling of ecstasy and true connection, joy? it's not
0: deprivation.
1: It's No, I don't believe in it. In fact, what happens then is the heart chakra becomes all flaccid. You're not being punished.
0: I was wondering how long it was going to take until somebody said the word (laughs) flaccid
1: in this conversation. It comes up floppy. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, you take chocolate out of my life. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to be grumpy. So if I take chocolate, which is my small pleasure at 10 o'clock at night, once my children go to bed, it's like I have to find something else. So do I run a bath with my favorite bath salts Mm. and give myself the chance to listen to my podcast that I love, you know, about Harry Potter and indulge myself? You're allowed to indulge yourself. Like this is where it got all out of balance. It's But we can't be giving our energy away to things where we're actually disempowering ourselves and draining our life force. And it
0: comes back to intention as well, doesn't it? Any intention of denial or punishment or you're not allowed to have this mm. or you've been a bad girl, none of that is sustainable. No. It's got to be about joy and pleasure and decadence, even if it
1: is not the chocolate decadence. It's this the chakra having a loves decadence. Chef. It's a we sexual it. chakra, right? Yes. And and you can see now how this chakra has been controlled by organised religions and all sorts of things mm. because it's like we let that chakra go and it comes into a true ecstasy and true power and wants to create things and sexual freedom, God knows what is going to happen. Well, yeah, you know, it's possible that we could change the world if that chakra is... Imbalance functioning with all our other chakras, and we love it when somebody projects this chakra out there. You you think of a rock star, right?
0: It's really hot when we see somebody else with a a churned on second chakra, isn't it? Like (laughs) people connect to that. Well,
1: hundreds of thousands of people buy tickets to see people project their chakras and sing their songs and. You can feel them mm. in a stadium. And how is that possible? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right? feel good looking at that art. The or shakti hearing that that's that song. coming through that chakra, the energy that's going up and down. And it's not just going up and down, it's going out. That's mm. how people can feel you. Now you can see how it can get misused. Like if I'm somebody that wants to draw you into me and I work you out a bit, then it's not hard for me to send that out. And,
0: and you can also happen. see how, how famous musicians or singers or artists get tapped out because mm. they could send that energy out into everybody else. Right. And then they can't sustain it. And then they fall into drugs or destruction.
1: or you have to be a very strong, balanced person and have strong foundation. Around you to be able to manage all that energy for sure. And I Beyonce, read some of those Beyonce people. Second chakra yeah, I'm sure she has her days oh though. God. She she's beautiful, but she would have those days where she is feeling depleted yeah. and have to re-plug into herself. And you know what I one of the things I love about her. It's nice her, to know that even Beyonce has to re-plug someday. <laughs> oh, you know hey, she has two. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just talk about that? Is one big navel chakra commitment. So uh I think that she does openly talk about having to refuel and create, but she's very good with a discipline in creation. And that's one of the things in this chakra, obviously, as we're talking about it, you have to have the awareness and the power to manage the energy so it works well for you. I think it's really important that we remember that everybody has their own edge. You know, it's not for me to say what your balance or your edge is. And it is, I think, within our right and our power to work out what is right for us in this lifetime. But we all know what our edge is or when we should hold up our hand or shout out our safe word and say, I'm going too far or this is not balancing me or I've overindulged, overspent or this is having a primal effect on my body to know that that chakra is not in balance. And it's the resetting of that experience, which is, you know, I guess the essence of working through an element of will or temptation around that, that actually brings the power Mm. back to us. And usually what happens is if you give up a false connection with something, so say I'm using... I'm lonely and I'm eating a lot of sugar and I give up sugar and then I make a decision with myself that I'm not going to overindulge with the sugar, what will happen is as I give up the sugar, I will realise that there is a void or a space or something I need to fill which might be real connection. It might be human contact Mm. and I will then create a way um, to bring that energy into my world. Obviously, the period of the void when we're giving the false energy up and waiting for the real energy to come in is our hardest phase and often what we would call the withdrawal phase. Our edge or our balance or where we tip ourselves over is usually based upon our principles and ethics that we have been either raised with or hopefully as adults reclaimed to be the guiding forces that we use to keep ourselves, you know, right way up during our journey. And they become the things that we keep using and referring back to around what feels right for us, what feels good for us. And hopefully when things get out of balance, we use them to bring us sort of back home or back to that midpoint to start again. So let's talk about that. Let's get
0: into it. So in in we're saying that it's money, it's sex, it's creativity. So money. Mm. How do we balance this chakra around money? How do we know when we are in balance in this chakra around money and when we're out of balance?
1: Mm. Money is an interesting one, isn't it? Because, because it's it's security and power. It's security and exactly. power, and it also represents to us sometimes our value physically. Mm, so I it's am very better material. than you because I, I have more money than you. I guess it's how your money works for you and works for the world. And a lot of people that I read who are very wealthy often struggle with actually finding people that they believe really love and connect to them. Mm, Because money gets in the way. Yeah, and they also struggle to wonder what their purpose is to help the world or to give back. And I find the happiest people with money are not those just trying to accumulate it but are trying to work out how it regenerates them, their family, their legacy and what they might be able to return into community. And
0: it's handed down mm. and sometimes it's it handed is, down, there's sometimes. a lot of it and sometimes the poverty is handed mm. down. Money is one that I'm really working through in my life mm. at the moment and trying to realign my energy around because I come from a long line of poor people and like yeah. hard working, there's hard never working, enough yeah. money, all you can ever do is like try your hardest to save and scrimp and and so it's like a real, um, uh, what do you call that, um.
1: Poverty consciousness. Yeah, but there's
0: like uh, a starvation economy Mm. is kind of my money heritage. Mm. So that's what I have to break and it's not just breaking it for me but it's my mother and my grandmother and her mother and her Mm. grandmother like it's going back and healing it down mm. the genetic line as well, isn't that it? That whole concept around if you hold money, what
1: is it for you?
0: And what? And how, what how do I even know? Like mm. if you gave me – I reckon if you gave me $500 million, I'd be the person who'd lose it in five years. I'd be like, I don't know what to do with this. I have Base no – Base No patterning for this. Yeah. <laughs> Order, yeah. routine, discipline. And new. also
1: – asking people who you feel in alignment and trust with about information um, that your parents or those who are caring for you couldn't give you. Like always reaching outside of that initial network. Mm. The other thing about money when you don't have a lot of money is I think that it is not just the lucky people have money and unlucky people don't have money. And it does have a lot to do with energy patterning Yet I think that when we explore the power and energy within ourselves, we get new awareness and awakening around our value Mm -hmm. and what we can do – to bring security, power and then of course that equals money into our body. So a lot of people I work with will say to me you know they're working for somebody else for $20 an hour and we'll work on their energy and power and I'll ask them to keep that job foundation very strong to put money away and to get a budget and they'll say I'm still in deficit each week and I say let's keep working on our energy. And then as we keep working on our energy, and often when they're doing that 30-day challenge around something that's been taking their energy, they'll replace it with something that can increase their value. And within about four to six months, they've changed jobs, they've had an idea, they've plugged into something. I had one guy that was working for someone for next to nothing, started a dog walking business in Sydney, and then was making thousands of dollars a week from his new venture, but he didn't have the idea and the power and even the concept that he needed to be the manager of his own life before we did that work. He felt like someone had to manage him and hand him the $20 an hour and tell him when to go to lunch.
0: And that's it, isn't it? Like regardless, like putting the money aside, coming into your own sense of security and coming into your own sense of power and, and shaping your energy system to feel secure and safe and powerful
1: And as though regardless. you can manage it and you're not going to lose it. Yeah, That's re- the yeah thing. regardless you know, like of the zeroes. I am allowed to be my own boss and I will choose to mm-hmm. be in positive management of myself, my affairs. I am powerful yeah, and I yeah. can care for myself. Yeah.
0: And we talk about this all the time in terms of the energetic world meeting the material world. You can't just be like, it'd be lovely if you could, but you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to realign my energy system around money. Universe, catch me. I quit my job. (laughs) Whoa,
1: I know a few people that have done that. Sometimes the universe does that for us where you'll rock up and was ready to have a chat. This is we're done next week and that's really your sign that something else is about to happen. But if you just jump and go, I'm $30,000 in debt and the universe is just going to make fine. it all better. You no, that is not going to happen. This is about power, it's about alignment and it's about being able to hold that energy and direct it. So always you're better to keep something coming in um, and even managing time that, where you don't work as much to make the next thing happen but it you'd never want to give over your foundation if you don't have enough energy in the bank because that foundation really is where you're going to build the next level from now as i said sometimes that does not happen the rug gets pulled out from under and you think what the and it's funny that is where some kind of universal alignment will line up where For example, that happened to me one day where something was meant to happen and I was meant to work on it and it fell through and I was like, whoa, where's that going to leave me because I was paying a lot of rent at the time and I thought I could probably get out of the lease but I don't know what I will do and two days later this woman walked up to me and said, hi, you know, we've only met a couple of times but I've got this apartment and I need someone to house sit the dog and my roses. Would you like to come and look after my house for three months? And I was like, that was divine. But again, no, it didn't happen. Originally, that was a universal pulling of the rug. And so therefore, I was given the next step. But I think that's important that where you can keep your foundation. And keep your you feet do. on the ground mm. as much as you can. It's true. All right. Sex. Energy of sex. <laughs> wow. Energy of relationships. The second I don't chakra know if it's of sex. Ever, I mean, it is about sex sometimes. But Worthiness and visibility right is that yeah worthiness and visibility oh. i mean sex is intimate energetic exchange it's your shakti and the other person's shakti
0: sorry i've had some really fulfilling anonymous energy exchange <laughs> in my life as well
1: it doesn't always have to be intimate right it can be well it's still intimate you don't have to know their name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's still intimate i mean when you exchange on an energetic energetic level, energetic right? level yeah. there is intimacy yeah Yeah, see, you're saying developing levels of intimacy. Yes. But this is probably the most intimate thing you can do. Again, I might not know that person's name,
0: but the energy system knows the energy system, doesn't it? Like it may not register in my conscious, but it's energetically it's running in there, it's happening.
1: Yes. So when you are engaging sexually with someone, your circuit and their circuit is entwining. And it's interesting because where – and this is where it gets really intimate – but where somebody enters you, your physical body – that's a really deep receiving of their energy exchange. And this is where, you know, concepts of, and It can get pretty out there and wacky, but the tantric Vedic concept of receiving and giving during sexual exchange in that energy creates a circuit. And then when it's in alignment, balance and honor and vulnerability, it's like that circuit gets full, full of two people's whole circuits and then there's kind of a tantric Ecstatic
0: explosion Now Sorry you just saw me roll my eyes And it wasn't about this It was like I was just thinking Why are there so many creeps In the tantric sex world Oh my god Why is every dude Who's ever been like I'm a tantric sex guy A total creep
1: I don't think Tantra should be taught At the moment By the patriarchy (laughs) I agree (laughs) I think we need Probably a more feminine Approach to tantric Understanding Amen That's just my opinion Having been in a few Weird experiences Myself And I would Recommend that anyone tend out whether their chakra is out of balance when they're you know we've all been at a dance class and someone just doesn't leave you alone and there's a bendy girl in the corner that's trying to get your attention well i've like, what is going I've on i've tended quite heavily in bali and that's where you really come again across the uh the tantric creeps there's so many of them out there i think it this is about energetic boundaries and this chakra you know compensates in some way sometimes for the heart chakra and mm. the divine energy. And I often say to people, look, it's really the big kingpin of the energy world. If you want to really talk about sexual healing through sex, I think you have got to have done a lot of work to get to a point. And a lot of work with a safe partner, yep. I think. I don't think it's all going to happen. You're You're right. It's like heavy levels of power in this chakra. There is. And and I have read people, as you have known people, who have gone to various places which are considered spiritually transforming spaces, whether they're teaching yoga or meditation. And so many women come back and say, I was recruited to be part of that sexual engagement. and when they come back, they didn't really want it. It was all about imbalanced engagement. You know. But it is our responsibility to protect ourselves in this chakra as adults. And I feel like And not putting yourself in those positions where you are vulnerable and checking in, is this me seeking love, adoration, validation, healing, when that is what I need to give myself. You know, when people are talking about the second chakra and the sexual chakra and holding our personal Mm. boundaries in this chakra equally, that's as much about the fact that a lot of people don't know how to maintain energy boundaries and ethics within this chakra. And, you know, we can fall prey to their energy and their power over us Mm. if we are not looking after our own boundaries properly. This is not about blaming victims. It's not about saying, you know, there's a negative connotation to that or a certain kind of behavior is shameful or mm. the victim is to blame. But it's about how do we make sure that we mm. move out of that space and the way we make sure we move out of that space and we reclaim this chakra is to say that this is Energy and power is ours, that we have an instinct about what feels good and what is right for us, and that this chakra is our sacred energy to protect. Now, if for any reason that is violated and that was done against your will, then there is a healing of energy that can come into that chakra when you call that energy back into your body and reset the trust and the boundaries with yourself when you say from now on i will keep myself safe by dot 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 and that changes the energy in that chakra and gives you that protection power and boundary back again
0: this is why I love modern conversations around consent as well. Consent is hot. It is sexy. I am here for it. Yeah, and it's amen, Oh, I'm so glad we're finally at that point in our sexual dialogue and conversation where it's just on the table and expected. And this is the consent you give yourself as well. Like you said, like being aware, checking in. Is this what I really want? Mm-hmm. Is this where? And giving yourself permission to stand in your own sexual power and really unashamedly sexually want what you want from a really
1: healthy point of view and that is worth exploring fully like For where do i hold life, shame around my body that. my femininity my masculinity yeah. my body you know in all sorts of um places i guess where we've been taught to feel so um secretive It. That's why I said, though, I don't think it's always about sex. It's it's much more about intimacy with ourselves and our vulnerability because this chakra holds the template around trust. And if our trust has been broken, it almost lodges in there like a memory. That's the only way I can describe it, you know, from what it looks like visually. And it is where betrayal is felt. Nothing in our system feels betrayal like that area and you know you can feel it if your sexual partner says they're being monogamous and they're not and I've I've thrown up in many a moment going that was a lie. I can feel it running through my body and then turn up to somebody and What are you talking about? You're crazy, you know, and gaslighting, all of that kind of stuff is. But the body doesn't lie. The energy system doesn't lie. So when we have had a lot of broken trust and a lot of betrayal, we have to go back and reclaim that. So I used to say, you have to go back and say, I knew, I knew back there, there was a red flag. And how did I get tricked out of that? awareness and stayed in it for two years only to end up finding two people in my bed who said they were not sleeping together Um, for that moment to have to happen for it to be real for me when I knew it two years ago. And it's not
0: just sexual betrayal no. as well, right? Because I, it's like creative betrayal this chakra as well. operates through all of this energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had, um, and so as a yoga teacher, I teach the second chakra mm-hmm. and I remember when I was learning to teach about it and they were like, it's sex and creativity. And I'm like, well, and like sexual partners, creative partners, betrayal, of feeling good relationships. Feelings. Feelings. Yeah. Right. And I, and, and I had an experience where I had a boss and he was a bit of my, I was working in radio. He was a bit of my radio hero. There was never any sexual anything sexual between us, but we absolutely had a creative relationship. And he betrayed me and screwed me, and it totally like went into my second chakra. The and devastation. We, and the devastation. It devastated me far more than some relationships have. And it was again, there was nothing sexual going no, on. It's the same energy though. It's the same it's the energy, trust yes. and the vulnerability. And the
1: I'm trusting you with energy. my most vulnerable self, or something that is very precious to me, whether it's my sex. Sexual intimacy, our engagement, or whether it is my idea, and he, you opened up when conversation making something. about something very important. Um, it, it is that usually it is people that we admire mm-hmm. or hold above ourselves, or hold the energy of what we want or want to be like, yep. that we open ourselves up to be more vulnerable to that betrayal.
0: And then the devastation takes so long to get over. That was like an easy five years of like constant forward bending and yoga. Oh good God. That man
1: got still. <laughs> it's so what, you many yoga way down, it's yes. what you learn on the way down, Curly. It's what you learn on the way down. Yes. And equally I think, you know, we need to talk a little bit about here about when it 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 feels even between female friendships yes. or masculine friendships yes. when there's a betrayal amongst the, the mate group, whether that's, you know, female goddess groups or mate groups and the exchange of what the code is. See, we are op- trying to keep a code here, but not everyone's working from the same code.
0: And before when I said I've had some really great anonymous Uh, connection Um, when we think about like (laughs) close friendship there's nothing sexual in it but the intimacy can be so much deeper than the sexual Mm. connection that you've had with other people Um, and um, it's so much harder to come back from a betrayal there
1: yeah and where does all this
0: get better (laughs)
1: How do we make this all better? How do we balance this shit? I can only tell you a little bit about what I've learned from 20 years. And also I'm still learning. I fuck it up all the time. Am I allowed to say that?
0: Uh, Figuring it out by fucking it it up is like the number one way of learning anything, quite frankly. It's the name of my autobiography (laughs) and I'm heavily into it.
1: Well, I'm good at that. I'm good at fucking it up. You got to have a try. Trying talent. to work it out. In fact, I sit here before you, hoping that my fuck ups help someone else not fuck up so much. Amen. But um, it's communication. Yeah. Okay. So the energy is communicating, but we often don't say what we feel out loud. Yeah. So say I just want to have sex with you. Well, I need to say that mm-hmm. I don't have any intention in getting to know you. What books you read on Saturday don't interest me, but yep. I really like your body and I wouldn't mind having some kind of energetic chemical exchange and maybe for three weeks. How do you feel about that? But we don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. We sit down, we seduce, we have the cup of tea, we maybe have a martini. We, we pretend that, that we care about the tea. books. <laughs> <laughs> Starting point is always a cup of tea. Look, uh, <laughs> candlelight and roses. Let's start there, shall we? <laughs> That's see <a> no. <note. laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> I love a cup of tea. make me hey, a good cup of it's tea. Hot. It's hot like a cup of tea. <laughs> um, But I think we don't tell the truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And because this chakra is based in trust, it's based in boundaries, and it's based in us learning to be able to say that works for me or not works for me, which is consent. Yep. Is it requires us to be honest, honest with ourselves. Honest We're honest with, each other, with ourselves and then honest right? back. Because yeah. if you say to me, I say, you say, oh, is that all right with you? And I go, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You know, Or even this idea that like, I don't want a relationship with you, but I'd like a hot and heavy three weeks. If I haven't admitted to myself that all I'm looking for is, hot is a hot and heavy three. three weeks, then I'll seduce you. And then three weeks in, I'll blame you. Oh, but you didn't turn out to be this or it's not what I wanted rather than just from the get go going, all I wanted was a rumble in the hay. That's, or uh, let's
1: take it out of sex and you're working with somebody and something's not feeling great mm. and you start going, oh, you seem to be taking my idea. and Or I noticed we're other. supposed to be doing this together but I never noticed my name yeah, anywhere. Yep. Instead of going, oh, is that a typo? I'm just having some feelings or just want to make check in, make sure I'm reading this properly. Um, We don't. We don't get contracts signed. We don't verbalise, well, I think I'd like to stop this engagement here. It's exactly the same with money. We enter a conversation, we enter a marriage, a relationship Mm -hmm. and we don't say, should this not work out? then this is the deal. I actually have a Or even a this is recently, what money
0: means to me. What this does it is mean me- to you? Yeah,
1: I, It's important. It's not important to me, whatever. But I recently had a client who said, I've met this man, I'm this age, I'd like to have a baby with him. I think I really like him. I think it could work. What do you think? Now, she has a history of legal conflict. And I said to her, here's what I think. It sounds great that you want to have a baby, but I think you need to have an agreement and a contract in place should it not work out. You have not known each other for very long. I have read you several times and you've ended up in really big conflicts financially with people. And I think you have to make sure that you don't go there again. And the only way to do that is to make sure that it's very clear from the beginning. Yep. That way, if it works out, awesome. Speak if it doesn't up. work out, you've protected yourself. And I know it's going to sound so crazy, but it is the essence of consent. But consent across Lots of things. Mm. So it does open a conversation I think that is very new. And, you know, I think it opens up a range for a whole lot of Hallmark cards (laughs) that haven't been created. So if someone what does one what does one say? Let's uh, sign a contract. (laughs) We've been friends for twenty years and suddenly something is not feeling right. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation about it. Some conversation cards. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you used to be my friend who used to... We've had this. Both of us have had this. Yeah, God. You know, it's tricky.
0: One of my favourite sayings around this is the idea that it's where we're wounded. It's maybe where we're broken. That's where the light and the healing can come in.
1: I love that saying. It's beautiful. I think it saved me many times. Oh, so many times i felt broken, <laughs> like, but I've been like, but this is where the light gets in. <laughs> this chakra... This energy center is the place where we feel most personally wounded Mm. besides the one above it, the third chakra. Um, But it's because we've usually given something or wanted to receive something and it hasn't happened or it hasn't happened in balance. Some of the biggest betrayal in that chakra is when we betray ourselves, when we, you know, in quote, prostitute ourselves, we give ourselves over for not enough exchange. And when we do that, that betrayal leaves us empty and it leaves us feeling as though there was something wrong or we did something wrong. And then that energy drags the energy down, you know, in mm. crudest terms. Yep. And it's really the chakra where you learn to apologise or make amends or turn something really harsh and difficult into something really positive.
0: It's powerful stuff, both asking for forgiveness and offering forgiveness really resets the energy system, doesn't Mm. it?
1: Have you ever had to say sorry?
0: It it took me so long to be able to do it. I come from a family where some members of my family – take a lot of stock in always being right. And so they never apologise and they never say sorry yeah. and they never admit yeah. wrong. That's and so That's hard. It's so hard. And so that's the imprinting I got that I was like, okay, so here's what's important, that you're always right. And then as I grew up and, and butted up against that in these family members and then realised that's not how I wanted to live, I've now kind of gone the other way because I felt the relief of, of asking for forgiveness and of saying sorry rather than no 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 I'm right you're wrong even though I know that not to be true but that's the hill I'm gonna die on I love saying sorry now I can't get enough of sorry I bumped into I'm all get all English
1: I'm like sorry I bumped into you in the supermarket sorry I
0: <laughs> sorry so, I
1: exist yeah and now people are saying don't say sorry say thank you for waiting for me rather thank than thank you for sorry your patience yeah. um I grew up in a Well, people did say sorry, but I don't think it was kind of to the full cycle of sorry. So, but I mean, sorry that you felt that way. Mm. Um, Which is not a real apology. No, and what it meant was I went on to say sorry for everything. Everyone (laughs) didn't say Mm. sorry for, for, to me. And um, I think it's because deep down inside, my child was still waiting for the sorry. And I used to attract people that. Needed to really say sorry to me Mm. for some big things, and I think why is this happening? And I think one of the ways to break break that pattern is to really understand how to apologize and how to make amends and how to receive an apology or Mm. what to see as the process of an apology. And one is to talk about what happened, and then I think it's that whole thing that it has to be actionable change. Yeah, because sorry
0: implies you're not going to do it again. There's no point saying sorry to me if you just go and do it again and again, and again. Or if it is some of that, sorry you feel that way, mm. eh, that's Yeah, it's not an apology. Also,
1: there's a little scar in there, isn't there, mm. that doesn't get transformed and it has to actually return to trust. Yeah, And the only way I'm going to trust you again is if I see – you don't seem to do that again. And you've learned from it. In fact, some of the strongest relationships ever are those that have gone through that process and rebuilt it. And then we're talking Beyonce and Jay-Z here, aren't we? Like, (laughs) let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? Whoa, allegedly, we're talking. There is
0: no allegedly (laughs) in this conversation at all. We all saw the footage of allegedly kicking (laughs) his ass in the elevator at the Met Ball.
1: But wow, what about a journey? Let's talk about it. Allegedly that happened. then she has obviously processed it creatively which is what she does and turned it into something amazing that has also then spoken to millions of people and women who have gone through a similar thing and I would love him to speak up and talk about the process he went through that helped him make amends with his beautiful wife who clearly still loves him and they love each other and there might have been an error but somehow they transformed it into something beautiful and went on tour together for the world to see that things can be broken and then they can be fixed and i'm sure it's an ongoing process and we can trust, but you know obviously she did that on a massive scale but that's one of
0: the lessons of this chakra as well isn't mm. it that everything that comes into your life all of the the difficulty or the breaking or the whatever you can creatively transform it and maybe you you don't write an album, maybe you don't paint a picture, but maybe you really learn from it and then Mm. it becomes the fuel that,
1: that drives you forward in the rest of your life. And, it, yeah, it's what you do with it that counts and you always have to remember it's as expensive. Anything is as expensive as you trade it for in this chakra. Whatever you're paying for is what you're giving away and if you're not getting a return on investment or it's not working so that it's balancing you have to stop and completely reset it also wwbd (laughs) what would be on c do really just
0: ask yourself that (laughs) there is so much to talk about here and I feel like it's meaty I feel like I could so happily sit here and talk here with you specifically about sex let's not uh, lie (laughs) forever but this podcast is not four hours long this podcast is shorter than that so and and we're going to go a deep dive on all of these topics again in the future but what are our takeaways from today's chat from this idea of this energy of how
1: we connect to the outside world what are our takeaways yeah great that's a good idea First of all, you can see that if you don't have all the foundation of the base chakra, where we talked about the primal stuff, like the inner child, any unresolved trauma, missing pieces around genetics or birth story, anything that could have set off sort of a imbalance in the early phases, it's very easy then to come up into this chakra and start reaching externally into the world to fill that void or to try and find that balance rather than going further up the chakric system to grab and reach in for a more divine or intensely sacred and deep connection that fills mm. us truly. So this chakra is Sitting on top of what we have to create as adults, which is our aware foundation. And when that isn't happening, you can start to see that the cracks come through. The other thing is I think that equally, if you start working on that foundation, you start building this chakra up. But also if you start removing things that you might have been reaching for, porn, chemical addiction, you know, procrastination, whatever it might be, and it's not healthy and it's not in balance, then you start uncovering what the deeper issues were that got you there in the first place. Was it a lack of connection physically with mum and dad? Was it, you know, that you have had trauma where you have been abused or neglected and that hasn't been reconciled? And so this chakra is expressing itself in those other kinds of reachings. By far, this chakra is the one that we have the most learning to do in regards to how we relate to other people and how we relate to ourselves and what our new laws and Mm. rules are going to be. And it's going to take time for us to make sure that we honor the energies of sex, money, creativity in a way that is elevated and more sacred than what it has been throughout history. This chakra is all about learning to hold the sacred value and honor and connection to ourselves, sharing it with others and learning how to do that in a way that is honorable um, and in flow and balance in this equilibrium, basically. And when our, we're giving our power away or we're dishonoring something and taking too much power and it's not in balance and it's not ours, it all moves out of alignment and the whole thing goes haywire. And so the more foundation you have in that lower chakra, of course it holds strong while that's happening. But eventually it all starts to show up if that navel chakra or that energy system isn't exchanging properly with something in the outside world. And it doesn't need to be big. Like people change things like – biting their nails or not emailing after 10 o'clock at night, it has an effect on the energy system right through to, you know, giving up something massive like a chemical addiction. So it can be big or small and it can have an altering effect on the energy system. It just depends how much currency is being sourced to try and use it in your system as a way of filling or connecting to something that is substituting for spiritual connection and power. Mm. We want to move past shame around exploring ourselves in relation to the way we've been using energy from the outside world. Yes. We want to come back to understanding consciously how we interact with others. Awareness, intention, And the energy that we are receiving from, and it can be sometimes non-human sources, for example, like drugs. Yeah. Yeah. we want to look at how we can hold energy with ourselves. So rather than just saying, yes, you can have it right now, we want to go, well, what if I waited 48 hours? Mm, what yeah. if, I, I, or if thought, I said no? What if I don't just call him or text him right now to get a response? What if I was more honest? Hi, I've been missing you. I'd love to see you. You know, like it's getting back into touch with our truth and getting to know what we really want, what is actually the truth and safety within us. Is there, do we need to form a bigger boundary around going out to dinner and being the one who always pays? Or do we not actually want to have sex with multiple people at once and we actually want a monogamous relationship? Or do we need to say... I don't want to be monogamous, and I need to outline that that's not my preference. And so, speaking up, speaking up, being speaking honest, up, and speaking using up, that energy—even if your voice shakes—and managing the, the power of choice. You have choice. You this this chakra finds its balance when you use that choice, and. Allowing this energy to turn into something beautiful. Mm. That's the creative element. Oh, it doesn't yes. always have to be about everyone else. The best feeling in this chakra is when you go dancing on your own or walking on your own or you connecting to the universe or creating something yep. on your own. Spend time with yourself. This chakra will speak to you and then it will become into a physical form. So
0: wonderful to have this chat with you. Um, In our Universal Treasure Chest full of tools and techniques and tips, this week we have uh, just a guide on how to track your own energy mm-hmm. so you can start to and notice. And how to send
1: other energies back, like yeah. how to separate from energy.
0: Yeah, so check that out in the Universal Treasure Chest. Lynette, it's been a freaking pleasure. Pleasure as always. Oh, can't wait to do Namaste. this. Namaste. <laughs> again with you in the Woo Woo Verse. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. The Woo-Wooverse is recorded and edited by our incredible super producer, Dan Sivkovic. We love him. And if this conversation has brought up anything for you or if there's any extra work you've realised you want to do around this topic, then please know that you do not have to traverse the Woo-Wooverse alone. We encourage you to build a support team around you and to do what you need to do to take really good care of yourself because you're amazing. So be good to you.